Hallelujah. Our senior pastor, Carl Porter, has written to you, so please pay attention to her later. And um, look forward to, to what she's saying, actually, to you right now. Receive it by faith. Good morning, Victory Faith Church. This is Pastor Carla greeting you from, quote-unquote, self-isolation in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I've asked Pastor Davis to read my greeting to you. I want you to know how much I love you and miss you. Although I am not with, with you for the Passover Easter service, just know you are so much in my heart, I miss you very much. I'm comforted in knowing that Pastor Davis is a wonderful pastor. God has given him to you and to me as a gift. I also know that, that the round table leaders are faithful, are faithfully helping Pastor Davis lead you and care for you. They help lead our wonderful support teams. This is such a great strength to me, and I know it is, it is to you as well. We find ourselves in circumstances we've never been in before. Before I left Kenya, I told Pastor Davis that a big shift was coming, and I asked him to pray with me about it. At that time, I didn't know what the shift looked like, but that is where faith in God is so important. Jeremiah 29, 11 promises us that God's plans for us are good. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. We don't know all the details yet about these, those plans, but we do know God loves us and his plans for us are good. That's so important for us to realize, church. It's important for us to remember God's goodness and faithfulness during this special Passover season. It is also a, a time for us to have in awe and amazement at how powerful God is. There is something remarkable and unique about the Feast of Passover 2020. The very first Passover was celebrated in Exodus 12 when God prepared the children of Israel to be delivered out of Egypt. He instructed his people to go into their houses and put the blood of a lamb on their doorposts and the lintels. This 2020 Passover is the first one since that Exodus Passover where we've also been instructed to stay in our houses because of a plague that has swept through the nations. It's good to remember that God delivered his people in that day and he will deliver us in our day. Hallelujah. I'm already preaching out her letter. Passover may have, Passover has many wonderful revelations. But this time, my heart is centered on the blood, the power of the blood, the greatness of Christ's blood shed for us. The all-sufficiency of the blood. There's no other means of salvation and deliverance but the blood of the Lamb. This Passover 2020, may the blood of Jesus Christ be our song, be our prayer, and be our praise. Hallelujah. We may be coming back, praise him, to sing some blood songs. Let me see how it goes. Exodus 12, 13 uh, says, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. 
And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. The blood was the means of deliverance for the individual, the family, and the Hebrew nation in that day. And it is still the means of our deliverance today. Passover is a time of consecration to the Lord. The children of Israel were to take a bunch of hyssop and dip it into the blood of the lamb and then sprinkle or brush it on the doorposts and the lentils of each home. The Israelites were told to stay within their homes. That is, they were to separate themselves from the Egyptians and their activities. The blood represented a separation and protection of Israel during the judgment that was being poured out on the firstborn in the land, who the Egyptians worshipped as gods. It was through the blood that the people of God obtained breakthrough out of the hand of the enemy. I'm going to say it again. It was through the blood that the people of God obtained breakthrough out of the hand of the enemy. Just like they needed a supernatural breakthrough, if they were going to be delivered from Egypt and the spirit of death, that had covered the land, so we need a supernatural breakthrough in our generation. If there is any time that we've ever needed a supernatural breakthrough in our generation, this is the time. That generation applied the blood of a lamb, and we also need to apply the precious blood of Jesus to our lives, to our family, to our church, and to our nation. After they apply the blood, God deliver them. Listen to this word. She has capitalized this word triumphantly out of the hand of their enemies. Take these words and mix your faith with them. Revelation 12, 10 to 11 from the Passion Translation says this. Then I heard a triumphant voice in heaven proclaiming, Now salvation and power are set in place, and the kingdom reign of our God and the ruling authority of his anointed one are established. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who relentlessly accuse them day and night before our God has now been defeated, cast out once and for all. Hallelujah! Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the blood of our redemption. Praise be to God forever. They conquered Satan completely through the blood of the Lamb and the powerful words of his Jesus testimony. It is the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of Jesus in our mouth. Listen to this. It is the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of Jesus in our mouth. Listen again. It is the blood of the Lamb and the testimony of Jesus in our mouth. The word of God that has power to destroy the works of the devil. Don't forget that. It's no different for us that it, than it was on that first Passover when death and resurrection were all around. They had to obey God's word and apply the blood of the Lamb to be delivered from death. We also obey God's word, put it in our mouth, and apply the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus. The enemy, listen, has to pass 
over us. He has to pass over us. Say, he has to pass over me. He has to pass over us. That's our victory, Lord. Hallelujah. During this Passover 2020, when the nations of the world are in turmoil and chaos over the corona pandemic, let us be calm in our hearts and strong in our faith. Be still and know that I am God. God is well able to deliver us just as he did the children of Israel. Say this, God is well able to deliver us just like he did the children of Israel. Here are some keys, so important to take note of this. Here are some keys to entering into the spirit and power of Passover. Key number one, be in awe. A-W-E, and amazement of God and his mighty power to deliver us. Psalm 33, verse 8, uh, in the the easy, uh, what, ESV version says, let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world be in awe of him. It is awesome that God stands with us to defend us and to humiliate the enemy. (laughs) God is so awesome that he's working to turn this around and cause good to come out of what the enemy meant for evil. Glory be to God. That's that's happening because of faith of God's people on this earth. Key number two, consecrate, consecrate yourself to the call God has put on this generation. I'll say this, every generation has a call of God on them or upon them. What is your assignment in the call God has put on this generation. Consecrate and dedicate yourself to it. Devote yourself to obeying God and fulfilling his purposes. That's, that's big, church, in, a, in, in that obedience. God's purposes are holy, and he wants us to honor them and do our part in fulfilling them. Forget about all the side issues and commit to do God's will. Side issues. We call them in Kenya side shows. <laughs> they don't amount to anything. They're side shows of the, the enemy. And thirdly, the third key that Pastor Kala gives to you, or gives to us, dedicate yourself to praise, thanksgiving, and worship. All through the days ahead, throw your hands up in the air and bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I do this numerous times a day. More, than, more, more now than ever. Rejoice in him, sing to him, dance before him, and be thankful to him. Refuse to be discouraged and depressed. Let me say it again. Refuse to be discouraged and depressed. Refuse that. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to do and wants me to do. But refuse to be discouraged and depressed. The Holy Spirit said recently, the depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. The depth of their praise will determine the magnitude of their breakthrough. May our praise come from deep within our hearts and go straight to the heart of the Father. Let me give you some scriptures that she's given here 
Psalm 150, verse 6. You can write it down. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I start my day with this. I start with Psalm 103, uh, verse 1 to 5. When I wake up, I say, good morning, Father. And then I go to that Psalm 103, and I say, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And then I go on to those scriptures, and then I say it. Lord, you've said in your word, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, and you have given me this breath, therefore you have qualified me to praise you. I say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That should be in your neighborhood. That should be wherever you are. Believe God to praise him all through. Acts 16, 25, the uh, NLV version, it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to, the, to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Psalm 9, 1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful days. Psalm 71, 8, the NIV, my mouth, my mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor, all day long. Hallelujah. What a wonderful scripture. My mouth is filled with praise. Declaring your splendor all day long. Psalm 63, 3-4 NIV. Because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Church, let us praise our way through this season. Let's commit ourselves to always doing God's will. Let's see him as he is, our awesome God and Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. May this Passover season be one that we will always remember with much gratitude in our heart. Remember, our God is El Shaddai, the one who is more than enough. I love you, I bless you, and I'm standing in faith that we will be together again soon, Pastor Carl. Hallelujah. Would you receive that? Receive it by faith. Receive the, the words of comfort and the, the words of faith that she's sent to us. Hallelujah. This is a significant season we are in. It's a Passover season, and, and I want you to open your heart to everything that the Lord has for you. Today is our Resurrection Sunday service. I know ordinarily we could have had children over here and they're shouting and singing and doing all what we do to glorify the Lord, but it's different. It's different. But listen, our hearts are strong. We still trust in God. We know he's, he's, he's working all these things together for our good and we keep believing him for his will and his purpose. What a day, this day, Resurrection Sunday. What a day of victory of our Lord Jesus. His victory is our victory. He didn't need it, we needed it. It is therefore our victory. He conquered the devil for us, and the Father raised him up from the dead. Forever we'll say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. I want to emphasize this on, on our resurrection Sunday. 
And I want to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, then Jesus made us a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities and darkness. Listen, stripping away from the enemy, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. Oh, that's a shouting ground, church. What did he do? Stripping away. This is exactly what Jesus did. About 2,000 years ago, during this season, he stripped away from the enemy every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I like saying this. In his own domain. In Hades. Oh, how is it? If you think, think of it like a president of a, a, a power nation. Superpower. Just being captivated by another man. Or another power. And taken around every county in that nation. Just stripped of the power and authority just being dragged around. And every single citizen of that nation to see that their president, their leader, or their king has been defeated. That's exactly and more that our Lord Jesus Christ did. He completely defeated the enemy. And in Luke 10, 19, Luke 10, 19, he says this, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and say that with me, nothing, nothing. What does nothing mean in your village? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. I like that scripture. That's complete victory, church. Listen, this is not, this is not a Sunday, you know, uh, as the world call it Easter, you know, this is Easter, so we come on. A, no, it's victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the power of resurrection. And I want us to see, continue with our message this, this, this Sunday is uh, again part three of looking at God's plans. Looking at God's plans. That part three of it I started two Sundays ago. And I will emphasize some things and bring in some new things that uh, the Holy Spirit has put in my heart. And I want you to be in faith. Say, blessed are my eyes for they see, and my ears for they hear. And to me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I receive revelation knowledge. I receive from the teacher of the church the Holy Spirit. I take this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so this is the part three of looking at God's plans. Receiving revelation knowledge of God's plan in every generation defeats the enemy. I know you've heard that and heard it, but I'll say it again until faith comes into your heart. VFC, of Victory Faith Church and anyone watching, 
we want to be in our, in our generation people who have revelation knowledge concerning what God is doing, not religious people with no power. We are, we have to. We have to be determined in our generation, like I've said and emphasized, and, and we've done this over the years, but I've, I've sensed that what an hour to be able to do this, to go to Ephesians chapter 1. And that verse 17 going to the end of it, I think verse 23, we need just to, to pray that for the outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. The eyes of understanding being enlightened that we may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his inheritance in the saints. And listen, and such a season like this, and what is the exceeding uh, greatness of his power toward us who believe the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead and has made him sit at the right hand of the Father, far above all principality and power and dominion and might. And when you go to Ephesians chapter 2, it shows us that we have been raised together with him. So the power is within us. The kingdom of God is within us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we want to be People with revelation. People who know what God is doing in their generation. That's so important for us to be able to do this. We just don't come to church for the sake of coming to church. Or we don't say, praise the Lord, praise the Lord again, I'm born again, like we say it over here, for the sake of doing it. Or we do it as people of faith. We go to the word of God and find out God's plans and purposes for our generation and you flow in them. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, I really emphasize this some, some two, you know, the last two Sundays. And I want, I want you, please, to go back to the message and listen to them. I emphasize in this, this manner that God, in every crisis that is ever faced, and actually not to him, you know, God is all powerful, but uh, man has ever faced God has wanted or has pointed a man or the man towards his redemption. That's, that's really the emphasis here. That, and, and especially in, in this that which you're experiencing now in the, in the crisis that the nations of the world are in, that what are we supposed to be doing as God's people? Not to be looking at the crisis, not to be caught up looking at the natural, but looking at God's purposes, God's plan, God's redemptive power, like even Pastor Carla said, putting our faith in the blood and looking at our redemption. Hallelujah. Looking at his plans and in his purposes for our generation. In Revelation, I gave just Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, after Adam and Eve had sinned, and God said this, your seed, uh, but latter part of it, uh, it says to the woman and to the woman uh, and I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed speaking to the serpent, speaking to the devil he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the coming redeemer, our Lord Jesus Christ. That in such a devastation in the garden of Eden, so to speak, God is speaking out his plans. Listen, in whatever situation that you'll ever face in this life, 
If you listen to the Holy Spirit, He will show you what God is saying and will show you God's plan. And if you lay hold of His plans, this is what He will do. He will turn around that which was meant for the evil by the devil and God will use it for His good. Amen. That's what we are supposed to be looking at. And uh, I said also in Genesis chapter two, 22, we see the, the story of Abraham and when God spoke to him to, to offer his son Isaac, his only son whom he loved, to offer him as a, uh, as a burnt offering to the Lord. But of course, read the story, we know God intervened. And God, this is what Abraham said when he was asked by Isaac, his son, here is a fire, <laughs> here is a wood, here is a wood and the fire. But where is the lamb? And his response was this. And I see that response as being so prophetic. His response is this. God will, sub, will, will do what? Oh, come. Okay. Will provide. That's the word I'm looking for. God will provide for himself a lamb. Or God will provide a lamb for himself. And we know that was so prophetic. Of course, we know there was a ram, the angel, when he was about to deliver his son, or to offer his son, then there was a ram, the angel of the Lord spoke to him from heaven, and there was a ram that was caught between the Isu horns in the bushes, and, and there the Lord provided. But that was so prophetic because it was pointing towards man's redemption. Again, we find that in Numbers chapter 21, the same aspect of the children of Israel complained and they murmured against God and, and Moses, his servant. And then there are fiery serpents that came in. And they were the, whoever was beaten by that serpent, God spoke to, to Moses and said this, I want you to lift up uh, a pole, a brazen uh, serpent on a pole. And then whoever is beaten, when they look at that pole or at that brazen serpent, they shall be, they shall live. This was again so prophetic because Jesus speaking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he says, as the son of man, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. You're speaking about his, the cross. And again, going back to, to John, I think it's John chapter 8, uh, Jesus starts speaking to the Jews, and he says this. He says this. Uh, Abraham saw my day and was glad. And I do believe the day that Abraham saw the redemption of the cross was in that Genesis chapter 22. Why is that so? Men of faith see in the unseen realm. Men of faith see what natural men cannot see. And you, are, you and I have been called to operate that way. The Bible says we are the children of Abraham through our Lord Jesus Christ. So having said all that, that I want us to go to Exodus chapter 12. Because we have a redemption, a type and shadow of our redemption right there in Exodus chapter 12. I know Brother Francis in receiving tithes and offerings, he has read several scriptures and same thing with Pastor Carla in, in her letter has, has, uh, has, re, has spoken several scriptures from here. But I want us to look at several verses here and I will emphasize some things. 
In, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 12, in verse, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. So that was the instruction. And they did so. And in verse 6 it says this. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and on the lintel of the houses where they, they eat it. And then in verse 11. I'm skipping several scriptures because of time. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is, there we find the word, the Lord's Passover. You shall eat it in haste, in readiness, to, 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 be, to come out of the, the land of Egypt. And then verse 12 says this, For I, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And as if they didn't know, he had to announce, I am the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't want God to, to appear to you and tell you this, I am God. Oh my goodness. Yes, sir. You are. <laughs> By all means, I believe and I, I, I know you are God. But he says this, I am the Lord. Now, the blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. In verse 14, listen to this very carefully. So this day shall be to you a memorial. You shall keep it as a feast, mark those words, to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast for an everlasting ordinance. Do you know what that means, church? It's still available today. And we're in a better covenant. You say, yeah, we are new covenant people. We don't need to, to, to observe any feast. I don't think that is accurate. Because <laughs> God has never changed. We don't do like they did in the old covenant, but we do it as people of faith. And I'm going to go into some details regarding that. In verse 21, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick up, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, strike the lintel and the lintel and the door post with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of this house until morning. What does that mean? Stay at home. I think uh, uh, our cabinet secretary, Mtai Kago, if he read this to the nations, he'll be glad he saw it in the scripture. Say, uh, the nation of Kenya, I have found a scripture for you. Stay at home. Here it is. Curfew. Because <laughs> the Lord is delivering our nation from the plague of coronavirus. And the Lord, in fact, let me say this, the Lord has delivered 
our nation from the plague of coronavirus. The Lord has delivered the nations of the world from the plague of coronavirus. For the Lord will pass through the, to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing, listen again, as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. Then, verse 28, the children of Israel went away and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. And I'll read some verse, verses and then I'll, I'll start saying some things regarding that. In verse 35, we say this, And the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing, and the Lord had given the people what? Favor. Favor. In the sight of the Egyptians, so that they granted them what they requested. Thus, let's say it together, they plundered the Egyptians. Can you say it again? Thus, they plundered the Egyptians. What a time. What a deliverance. Very important to remember that the children of Israel had been in Egypt for 430 years. You know, church, you can stay in a situation for a long time, and if not careful, the devil can convince you that it is the way things are going to remain. I've been this way for a long time. Oh, yeah, you know, nothing good happens about in, in my life. No. Listen, it will take faith to accept something else when you hear God is your deliverer and that he has delivered you. That will take faith. This may sound too good to be true in this situation. Because you, you may say like, this is kind of sickness. I've gone through it for a long time. And I know this. This is what the devil wants for God's, for us, in, the, in, in the God's people and the world entirely to accept this virus as being a normal thing that will continue. No, it's not. No, it's not. God's plan has been deliverance. Especially as long as the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, the members of the body of Christ, we are still here. Listen, we have power, we have authority to stop the works of the enemy. And bring deliverance because we have a covenant with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the children of Israel had to receive, like what Brother Francis was saying, the children of Israel had to receive God's plan by faith. They had been that way for 430 years. So they had to receive God's plan by faith and accept his plan for their redemption. They had to obey to take the lamb, apply the blood, and believe that the destroyer would pass over, the, over their houses. These were acts of faith and obedience to God. And I will repeat again. These were acts of faith and obedience to God. They had never, ever experienced that. Like I'll say, even in our generation, and I'm only 47, there are people who are in their 90s now, believers in Christ, who are, who are, we've been trusting the Lord all the years, they will tell you this, they, will, they have never, ever experienced such a thing like this in, in all the years that they've lived on this earth. They have never experienced this. Like Pastor Carlos said that this shows like the Passover, the 
there's such a significant Passover in, in, in Exodus chapter 12, we are seeing kind of a replay of this. The, this season that we are in, on this time in our generation. But the good news is this. We have a better covenant. We have not the blood of animals, but we have the blood of God's perfect sacrifice. The blood of animals deliver the children of Israel. How much more those who put the, uh, their trust in the blood of the Holy Son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. We have the victory. We have our deliverance. We have hope. We have been set free by the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ. I preach myself happy. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's our victory, church. The children of Israel, again, they had to receive that plan by faith. The words of faith. None of us have ever been in this way before. But listen to this. We have the same faith in God. We have the same God. He's never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants his people. He wanted his people before the cross to look by faith at their coming redemption. That is why they were supposed to have been listening to the prophets that he sent to them. The amazing thing, God appointed feasts that he, he commanded them to observe. These feasts were, to, were so significant in revealing to them God's timings, his calendar. Victor Faith people, you've learned this, Pastor Carl has taught over and over again, his calendar, his plan. But they had to keep them by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. What am I emphasizing, uh, am I emphasizing right now? Is this, you have to put faith in God. You have to trust God for this season. You have in this season than never before, you have to trust God. And not just in this season. You have to trust God that he has good plans for you. It's not a Sunday school or a children's church reading. No, it's the reality of the word of God. The word of God is living and is active. You have to put our faith and our trust in God's word. In the new covenant, the church age, as it's called, God wants us to look at what Christ has done for us and focus on his end Time plan. That's what he requires of us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 Corinthians 5, in verse 7 to 8, he says this, Therefore, purge out the old leaven, that you may be a new lamp. Does that remind you of something? I'll pause right there. Does that remind you of something? The old leaven is just the sinful nature the sins. And in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 5, let me see if I have time. I think I have. Because you are at home. Huh? <laughs> ah, glory to God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and then we'll come back to that. But I'm going to read it out from the Passion Translation. 2 Corinthians 5 about the new creation. I think it's so important to, to read it out. Uh, listen to verse 16. Oh, glory to God. So then, from now on, we have a new perspective. 
<laughs> that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. For that's how we once viewed the anointed one, but no longer do we see him with limited human insight. In verse 17 says, Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Shoom, gone. <laughs> that which related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. Everything. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions, and he has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. That's why we are here, church. Oh, I wish I'd read all of it. Uh, okay. Verse 20 says, we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. There's any time to do this? It's now. So we, we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. For God made the only one who did not no sin to become sin for us so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Reconciled to God as people of God himself. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, going back then, verse 7 to 8, he says, therefore, purge the out the old leaven, oliven, that you may be a new lamp, since you truly are unleavened. For indeed, he's saying that you are a new creation. For indeed, Christ, mark those words, Christ, our Passover. You see what God was doing in Exodus chapter 12? He was still pointing to the Israelites, to the coming Passover. Lamb. And he says this, was sacrificed for us in verse 8. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with all the leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. That for me sounds like faith. Let's do it by faith. Let's do it, uh, you know, we, we, we humble. There's no time that, I'll, I'll say this like, a time like Passover also, it's a time just to humble ourselves before God and ask God for forgiveness. In areas that we are living, we are living, or we have been living, not as you ought to. If you are a sinner, you've never given your life to Christ, what a wonderful time to say, Jesus, come into my heart, and he does. If you are a believer that you've not been living as, as the God was requires of you, this is the time. Stay in your house. Get the word of God. Let him speak to you. And in humility, come into that place of rep repentance and be reconciled back to God. If you're a believer, you've been walking by faith, hey, there are still horizons in God that you haven't known yet. Hallelujah. There's another wave of glory that God wants to take his people to and his church to lift it up than never before in, in our generation. 
We need the spirit of wisdom and knowledge for us to understand that no matter what happens in the world, like in this time of coronavirus, that we have a redeemer. And by the way, I want to prepare you, if you haven't prepared it, this is our Holy Communion service. And we'll be doing it every Sunday. Just let me give you ahead of time. We'll be doing it every service, every Sunday on this online service. So prepare your, your, your Holy Communion elements if you haven't done this. And, and then, therefore, I say, I say that we need the spirit of wisdom and knowledge for us to understand that no matter what happens in the world, like in this time of coronavirus, is that we have a redeemer, for indeed Christ is our Passover. We focus on God's plan for man's redemption. We have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Say, I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Say it, I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. In Colossians chapter 1, Mega point there in Colossians chapter 1, 13 to 14 says this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Was it dark in Exodus 12? Yes. That night. That's, that's death. He has delivered us, Christ our Passover. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption. In whom we have redemption. How is this redemption? Through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. In whom we have redemption. We rejoice church. God has a plan. Our focus is on his plan. Not coronavirus. And you can say hallelujah. God has a plan. And I want to remind you this. But there is no focus on the current when, when there is more focus on the current situation than God's plan, people miss the time of their visitation. They are blinded by the devil. We refuse to be blinded by the chaos of this world. Say it. I refuse to be blinded by the chaos of this world. Say it again. I refuse to be blinded by the chaos of this world. We look at God's plan with great expectation in our generation. The glories that followed the cross were on this side of the cross after the fact. And Apostle Peter says that the, the prophets who are prophesying, they are prophesying concerning the, uh, the time, they are looking forward concerning the time that the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ will happen and the glories that will follow. So with this, we are the other side of the, this side of the cross that the fact Jesus said, it is finished. That has taken place. Now we are in this time of the glory of God. That our focus should not be in the chaos that the world is experiencing, but we should be focusing on God's plan. And as we focus on God's plan, revelation knowledge hits us. Hits us. And we, we move into more and more and more. You may as well be saying, this is my best financial year ever. Hallelujah. This is my best financial year ever. Why? I'm in God's plan. Why? There's a Passover. I am God's person. I am God's family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We refuse to be blinded by the cares of this world. 
We look at God's plan with great expectation in our generation. The glories that follow the cross. We are in those days the last of last. Uh, the last of last days, so to speak. Listen, church, I will say it with everything within me. Look beyond the coronavirus. Refuse to fear. Refuse to fear. Cast out fear. Take your weapons of warfare. Plead the blood as the old timers will say. Take authority over the devil. Tell him, devil, I refuse to fear. For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I refuse to fear. Pastor Carl has taught us over the years how to, how to deepen our roots by faith, by receiving revelation knowledge concerning God's appointed feasts. Such an important thing to note is that every time the children of Israel observed this feast, they were returning to God. They were getting into his divine plans and divine calendar. You, you remember, church, that Pastor Carl has said several times, you know, sharing with us about, about God's calendar. And was, uh, I like this statement. It was like a reset button. Been wandering, you know, like this season looks like that. You're wandering. People go to nightclubs. <laughs> Some born again, they go, still go to nightclubs. I'm not talking about Victory Church, Faith Church. You understand that? <laughs> but people born again, they, they wander and they wander and they wander. Good news is those nightclubs are being. Locked up. Bars. Do you know what that means? <laughs> this is what it means. Those things are not meant for you. You are meant to serve God. You are meant to be in his house. You say you don't know about, night, uh, you don't know about night, nightclubs. Pastor, what are you telling me about? Oh, I was one of them. I thought night was the time to go out. But on 17th June, 1996, Monday morning, from that night of stupor and drinking and smoking and all that sinners do, that Monday morning, 17th June, at 12.30 p.m., I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. And listen, I don't have to run around at night. I don't have to be going blind, looking for something here at night. Listen, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I enjoy the Holy Ghost. I, I thought like every drinking of any kind is the one that was going to satisfy me. I was looking for drink after drink. But let me tell you something. A few weeks later after that 17th June 1996, I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I remember that morning, all I could do is lift up my, my hands towards heaven and speak in tongues. You say, you are crazy? No. I got filled. <laughs> I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. And that is available to every person on this earth. But one has to, 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 to choose to follow that way. So what I'm saying is this. Such an important thing to note that, that when this, during this feast, 
God expected them to observe, and they were returning to him. They were getting into his divine plans and in divine purposes. It all pointed to their deliverance and God's plan for the rest of mankind, which is our redemption. This Passover, therefore, this season, is a season that we, that we turn our eyes away from the natural occurrences in God, into God's plan for his redemption, of his redemption. Other generations of believers prior to our generation have believed for God's redemptive power. And listen to this. And he has never failed them. We shall not be the first one to fail by trusting God. He does not fail. He redeems his people. He protects his people. He has provided for his people. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In our generation that, that we are seeing a, a pandemic like coronavirus, we stand in faith against it by the blood of the Lamb. We decree that his power is broken during this Passover season and that our God, our great deliverer, has delivered us, and you can shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Can you agree with me and we take authority right now as we prepare to receive Holy Communion? In the name of Jesus, the Lord our Redeemer, the Lord our Deliverer, the one who has made available all authority to those who trust in Him. We say, by the power that is in the blood, by the power, the word of his power, that all over this nation, all over the nations of the world, that coronavirus, you dry to the root. And we speak the wave of revival. Sipping through the nations. Bringing children into the kingdom of God. Bringing the youths to the kingdom of God. Bringing men and women to the kingdom of God. Father, thank you for the glory. Your glory. For signs, wonders, miracles in our generation. And bringing many people into the kingdom of our God. And I want you to take the body. Jesus said this. This is my body, broken for you. He said that, and Apostle Paul says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, he says this, He himself bore our sicknesses and our diseases in his own body on the tree, that us being dead to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed, and we speak hope to our nation. Those who are being affected by coronavirus, we speak hope to our nation for and release the healing power of God all over our nation in the name of Jesus because of the covenant that we have with you. Our Lord, we thank you for your body, your flesh. Is food indeed, and we partake it as a body, thanking you for all what you have provided for us. And the amazing thing is this, as the children of Israel 
partook of the lamb. Oh, listen to this carefully. Partook of the lamb in that Exodus chapter 12. The Bible says none of them was feeble. And they plundered the Egyptians. God granted strength to his people. And Father, the name of Jesus, as we partake of your body, Jesus our Lord. We release strength for this season. Strength for this 2020. Strength for this new decade. Strength against all difficulties and against all pressure of the enemy. We receive supernatural strength for this season. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the weak say, I'm strong. And Father, thank you for your provision in Jesus' name. You may partake of his body. In the same manner after supper, he took the cup and he said, this blood, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Thank you for our redemption. You say, as often as we do it, we drink it, we drink it in remembrance of you. Your blood is drink indeed. We are in a better covenant. Father, you have never changed. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You deliver the children of Israel, and we see that you've done over and over again in the past generations. And therefore, we lift up the blood. We overcome the enemy of sickness, of disease, of fear, and all that has brought against this, the people of this world and against the church. We stand against him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony is that we have been delivered and we lift up the blood. We plead the blood. Father, Sir Pastor, agreeing even with Pastor Carl, we plead the blood over every single person who's called into LFI and victory faith. We plead the blood coronavirus, you shall not pass the blood over these people. They have a covenant with God and we plead the blood over them. And we thank you for the victory. We apply, we stay in the blood. Covered by the blood. Protected by the blood. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We say to the Lord our God, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God in you we trust. Thank you for your blood. You may partake of it. Again, this is a significant Passover feast, church. What should you be doing? Let me do it quickly. What should you be doing diligently? Stay in the word. One, Pastor Carla is even has given you some some powerful keys and so much agreement with what I'm saying here. Stay in the word. Secondly, obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit in you. Obedience is the big word here, church. God requires our obedience. Three, pray much in tongues. Pray in the spirit and listen to what the Lord says to you and guides you into. It's not the time to, oh yeah, you know, they've said for us to stay at home. I watch movies from morning to evening. No. They won't deliver you. 
It's the word of God coming into your spirit that will deliver you and prayers of faith. And then the third one, which, the fourth one, which Pastor Carla say, praise him. Offer thanksgiving to him. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Like what she said, throw your, throw your hands in the air and say, praise the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within him. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. As we saw our Passover seed. Remember, we made an announcement this day, our Sunday for sowing, and we've done it over the years. Special feast. We, we, we bring our first fruit offerings. We are agreeing with God's plans for our generation. We are standing, listen to this, church. We are standing on the shoulders of the previous generation's faith. Fast fruits, they have sown great expectation that they have heard. We are standing and we are believing for the unfolding of God's plan in our generation or for our generation. We shall be in the center of his plan. Let's say it, Victory Faith Church, and everyone watching, we shall be in the center of God's plan. We celebrate this Passover feast with an offering in our hands to God, our deliverer. Listen, we don't come into his presence empty-handed. We take a significant seed, that which means something to us. Significant is something that, that, uh, that it means something to you. Not just a seed, but a significant seed. Now, I'll say this. Many years ago, uh, like I, I remember like in 1996, 1997, I think, 1997 or 1998. I think it was 1998 in, a, in, a, in August. I went for a big uh, church conference. And I had nothing. Nothing, zero. In other words, if, if I had, uh, te, uh, you know, one dollar or ten shillings or twenty shillings, that was significant to me. Then, but listen, things have changed over the years. Because when I went there, I didn't have anything. I didn't have even a single coin in my pocket. And I did this. I said, God, I so desire to give. And this is what I'm doing. As people are going to give there to the front, I don't have anything that I know of, Lord, but I'm going there to the front and I give myself to you. And I did that. And some about three weeks later, I don't know exactly what time, there's a certain man who was preaching and he says this, you were in a meeting recently and you said to the Lord you didn't have anything to give, but you said I'm giving myself over to you. And God had your prayer. I want you to come over here to the front. God has something for you. And I went to the front. Thank God. I've had over the years something to give. You know that kind of altar call, you, you go there alone. There's no one. You know, sometimes you can give an altar call and someone is thinking like, he said for people who have stomach aches, but I have a headache. Can I go? You know, and people sometimes just flock in at the altar area, not because their need has been called out, but I say, perhaps. That altar call, I was the only person. I responded because I know what I had done. I didn't have anything. I responded to God with my faith. Listen, a significant seed is significant to you. It may not be significant to me, but it's significant to you. That's the seed. That's, that's the first fruit offering that we are talking about. And you lift it up to God. It is obvious, church, the world system continues to fail. It's obvious. But our giving now is our proclamation. 
that we refuse to be limited by the natural and we look up to God who gives us power to get wealth. We refuse. I refuse to be limited to, to the world system or by the world system. That's why I've told you, you need to be saying, we, we are trusting, I am trusting in God's unfailing provision. He told his, his, his people, don't come to me empty-handed. Bring something I can work with in my plan and in my purposes. We are proclaiming 2020 is our year for supernatural increase. Can you say it, please? Or did you forget about it? You may be saying like, is this the time really to speak about supernatural increase? Yes. The prophet of God came right here. Pastor Kala heard it from the Lord about that increase. The prophet of God came here, Dr. Jerry Seville, in the, in the beginning of our February and prophesied over us and taught us the word of God. We should be expecting that word to come to pass. 2020, as we lift up our first fruit offering during this season, we say this, 2020 is our year for supernatural increase. Great God's provision coming on our side. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What should we be expecting? Let me give you some things that you should be expecting during this season. Even as you, you give of your first fruit offering. That revelation knowledge will flood your heart and mind. Revelation knowledge will flood your heart and mind. The favor, the second thing, the favor of God to be upon you for wealth transfer. The favor of God to be upon you for wealth transfer. Go, go ahead and in your own time and, and look at uh, uh, Exodus chapter 12. And then thirdly, healings. <laughs> healings. Let's say plural. Healings. The manifestation of the gifts of the spirit. Healings. For you, yes. But heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out devils. That's what he, he told us to do. But healings. Why would I say healings? None of them was feeble when they left that, 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 the, the land of Egypt. None of them was feeble. And they plundered Egypt, the Egyptians. They went out with the silver and with gold. They plundered them. And, and, and then, fourth thing that I want you to be expecting is that salvation of your family members. The people that you have been praying for and believing God for their salvation, proclaim this is the time. This is the season. If there is any time to preach the gospel, it has never been right as it is right now. This is the time to tell our family members, hey, if you are going to escape this thing... <laughs> You better be born again and receive Jesus Christ and live for him as your Lord and Savior. And then fifthly, something to expect, number five, is complete, listen, complete deliverance from cycles of defeat into God's cycle of blessing. And again, as you've, you've learned it in the, in the past and, and reminding you that during the feast, they're supposed to return to God. They're looking at him as their only deliverer. They are looking at him as their, deli their deliverer from the natural circumstances and bringing them into God's plan. Listen, God's plan is the blessing. God's plan is the blessing. God's plan is the supernatural wealth transfer. For us to build big houses, for us to, be, to buy many vehicles, and no. 
God is not against that. But listen, for, for us to bring souls into the kingdom of God. And part six of it, what you should be expecting as a church, that you may be in the center of bringing souls into the kingdom of God. The center of God's will of bringing souls into the kingdom of God. We ask the Lord for lost souls. We ask the Lord for all, for all what it takes to bring souls into the kingdom of God. We ask him for our part of his plan in our generation. Please, I want you to be praying that way. God, I'm asking you for our part of your plan in our generation. And I want to go to heaven, never led anyone to the Lord. People need our Savior. People need to be delivered. People need healing. People need comfort. God is a compassionate God. I spoke some, year, some, some weeks ago. God is full of compassion. And, and he wants us to take his compassion to the world. And deliver people from the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Do you have your first fruit uh, seed ready? If you have it ready, I want, I want you to, to, to just lift it up before the Lord. And, and after this, I'll, I'll praise, uh, praise him here. I'll ask them just to, to sing a song. Lift it up. Praise in the Lord our God for his goodness. But I, I want you to lift up that first fruit. I, I, you know, it's not like I've current money right here, but I'm going to do exactly the same. Um, lift it up before the Lord and we are, we're going to, to thank God. Father, thank you. During this Passover season, we bring our seeds. We bring our fast fruit offering. And we are saying, Father, we are looking unto your plan. We are looking unto your purposes. We are lighting ourselves to your purposes and to your will. And we lift it up to our high priest Jesus, the high priest of our confession, the Lord our Passover. Thanking you for the significant things that you are doing in our generation. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Thank you for your favor upon your people for supernatural wealth transfer. Thank you for the healings, supernatural healings. We proclaim healings of God. Thank you, Father, for the salvation of our family members. We proclaim in the name of Jesus the salvation of your family members coming to the kingdom of God in this year, 2020. People that you've been praying for and believing God for, we're coming into, they're coming home. And I take authority over that suicidal spirit. I bind in the name of Jesus. I say, lose that life. I speak deliverance in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. Thank you for intervening in the lives of your people. Deliverance from cycles of defeat into your blessings and into your purposes. Thank you, Father, for the supernatural increase. We lift our first fruit offering to you and proclaim supernatural increase in this year, 2020. Father, as a church, we lift our hearts to you Asking you for souls. Asking you, Father, to, for the repositioning. That you position us to reach out to souls in, to, to, come, to bring them into the kingdom of God. We ask you, Lord, for all what it will take 
for us to bring souls into the kingdom of God. Help us as leaders. Help us by your spirit. Lead us into your purposes and into your plans. We ask you, Father, for our part of your plan in our generation. We return to you. We offer our lives to you. We bring our first fruit offering to you. We proclaim this Passover is significant to us and thank you for your purposes and your plans. And I thank you, Father, for your people. Just lift up your hands from the priestly blessing. The Lord bless you. Watch God and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon and enlighten you and be gracious, kind, merciful, and give him favor to you. The Lord lifting up his approving countenance upon you and giving you peace, tranquility of heart, and life continually. We speak the blessing of God upon you. We love you. We know 2020 is your year for supernatural increase 